Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to change the landscape of podcasting as you know it in professional wrestling. This is the Game Changer Podcast. Featuring the greatest asset to come out of Canada, the legendary Mr. Fritz. As well as featuring yours truly, the game changer, Nate the Effin Great. change the game one day at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're ready, let's do this. I'm just going to say this right now, that if somehow... Somebody can make, like, a fan video of this whole deal and just end it with us basically doing, like, the Avengers thing. That would just be absolutely amazing. Welcome to the Game Changer Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're exclusive here on Wrestle Attic Radio. I am indeed the Game Changer of the wrestling world, Nate the and Great. And, hey, I'm still waiting for those royalties, WWE. NXT, you're doing okay right now. AEW, you're still doing pretty good. But WWE... Still need those royalties. I'm being joined here by a man who will share in the glory, basking in the glory, that is, the eve of the Royal Rumble. I'm being joined here by one of the royal members of the Canadian family, that being the one and only legendary Mr. Fretz. Uh, I'm not to be confused with the royal family that will be soon taking a house in Canada. Uh, Prince, what's his name, and Meghan Markle. Uh, No, no relation. This is me, the Prime Minister of Russell Addict Radio, Mr. Fretz, and as for the Game Changer thing, uh, as I was uh, just getting home, getting off work, and eating my leftover uh, buffalo wings, I uh, was watching the 2016 Royal Rumble match, Ooh. and in which they said the word Game Changer, and also, the uh, I didn't watch <clears throat> the whole thing, I saw maybe the first eight entrants, and I forgot about the social outcasts. <laughs> oh gosh, I, I will. I will say this: that somebody actually made like a custom uh, social outcast Titantron that I listen to periodically. It, but the theme song I believe is like one of Bo Dallas's original deals. It's like I can do it to make it. 
I forgot the song, but it's it's kind of something that I'll have to share with you online. It's it's kind of funny because it is one of those things where it's like, wow, they could have actually had a rocking song, but no, they had that you know, whatever that whatever that theme song was. Guys, we got a lot to talk about. We are going to be talking about some things that happened in the wrestling news. Uh, even touch base on some podcasts that got the chance to listen to this week because honestly, I love plugging these guys. Uh, we're going to talk about AEW, NXT, cover the Royal Rumble weekend, and of course, you cannot forget the end of the show. We got our classic segments of game changing moment of the week as well as random question of the week. And if we have a little bit of time, going to go over some social media stuff because honestly, I. I, I I am a very happy man. I got a, I got a Cheshire Cat smile from ear to ear with all the things that happened in social media for me this week. So it's going to be awesome just talking about that. But anyway, um, first off, we wanted to talk about something that actually, Fred, you brought to my attention the other day uh, from our friends over at Support Wrestle Talk. Give them a subscribe. They did a bit of a fantasy warfare deal for the Royal Rumble, but it was a very special one because it featured Ollie Davis, and unfortunately a lot of the other people that were a part of WrestleTalk were busy at the moment, so they brought in a very, very cunning person to be a part of the the, the uh, Royal Rumble Fantasy Warfare, somebody who loves to just really do these fantasy booking deals. He always says, I can do it better. He always does it with a ding. Adam Blompier made his return to the wrestling world at WrestleTalk. Oh my goodness, was this show amazing. Uh, you know what? I <laughs> When I initially reheated my wings, I didn't reheat them enough. So oh, I had no. Blompier on just to watch his fantasy book just for a second and relive um, like 2016, 2017 pre-podcasting frets. Geez, pre hashtag Mister Fretz even, and it, it just took me back. As as far as I know, this is a one shot deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he'll make a career of it again. You know, we all know his um, <clears throat> unfortunate exit from the public eye. Uh, he has apologized. He's made amends, and when he was in the process of making amends for it, I think he was in. Either he was doing he was in therapy and he was also raising money and fundraising for certain charities in the UK related to what you know what he did uh, I, I won't mention what he did we we'll, we'll know what happened right. it, 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 it sucks I mean everyone was about you know ready to cancel him but you know he was like you know I'm just gonna peace out here. I'm sorry, here's here's this and that, here's the links to all these charities, here's my books I wrote, which were like, you know, scripts from his shows. <clears throat> and seeing him back seeing him back was just so cool, so refreshing. And I well normally I go I just I go to the comment section. I'm curious as to what people say. Don't read the comments, friends. But you know what? Everyone was all about was open was welcoming him back with open arms. I, I didn't see one, you know, cancel culture comment about him, right. which was which was refreshing <laughs> uh, because if you look at some people on 
of wrestling Twitter. I'm not going to mention any names, but it's been a shit show there this week, too. So it was yeah. really refreshing to see Blompier, and I, lo- uh, I loved everything he did. And I liked how they kind of, well, they dueled. They were like, hey, uh, Blompier is going to start with booking the Royal Rumble matches fantasy-wise. And then, you know, Ollie does it. Uh, I sided for, with Blompier not because I'm a Blompier mark, but because his was, I thought his fantasy book was was better. Ollie's was great, and it's, uh, I'm going to watch it again. I hope he pops <laughs> up from time to time, and I hope maybe once, I don't know if they can do it, I know he is mates with Matthew, if he just pops up on Cultaholic. You just never really know. And honestly, it is one of those things that it was unfortunate how he made, made his exit, but at the same time, he left so many great memories in the, you know, in honestly, the rest of the community. When, when you think of what culture, you think of the original people that really made it better. And that included Adam Blumpy, Adam Pacitti, uh King Ross, Jack the Jobber, Sam the Shredder to Drive, just all these people who really can kind of contributed to that, and also they were a bigger part of wrestling culture than they really give themselves credit for. They continue to just try to find ways to just up each other and up themselves, just up the ante, do all this kind of stuff. Adam had this really unique charm about him that is just so hard to replicate. I still watch so many of his classic uh, fantasy bookings that he did, or how WWE should have booked, or how WWE should book, and I just love all the moments where he's just having fun with it. Like, he talks about the Big Show versus Shaquille O'Neal match from uh, that he would have booked for WrestleMania 33, it would have been. He basically said, just like a five-minute deal where there's, like, this impressive deal where it's like, I'm strong, no, I'm strong, but I... Basketball! Just literally these random moments. And I think one of my favorites is the Royal Rumble 2017 deal where he just... Mid, mid-sentence mid during his deal, he just goes into, like, this goofy voice, and then after he gets done with it, he's just like, what? I just... He just sits there and thinks before doing another ding. It's just so funny. Just seeing that kind of deal. That's something that is always hard to replicate, but it's something that I think people need to just kind of admire, that there are people out there that are just out there to enjoy wrestling. They're not there to just critique it all the time. They're there to actually be like, hey... If we were booking this, we could have done it better. We could have done something with it. And they even have fun with the stupid stuff. They even say, like, well, if we have to include this, fine, we have to. But still, just, you know, <laughs> it's just funny. I mean, even Adam Blompier could somehow make the whole, come on, Nikki, into something funny. It's just absolutely insane. But, yeah, I'm, I enjoyed Adam Blompier's better than uh, Ollie's. Ollie's did a really good job with that, like you mentioned. But I just like the direction that Adam Blompier did. We're not going to spoil the, what the results were, you guys. You definitely need to watch the video. Go check that out. It's amazing. I'll even put the link in the in the uh, comment section so that way you guys can look at it and just enjoy the splendor that is the returning of the Blompier, who also is rocking like this kind of bizarre, like whitish pair, kind of looking like. Mr. White from Making Bad or something like that. But at the same time, kind of dig it. Yeah, he did change his appearance uh, somewhat drastically after the the fallout. Like, he shaved his head. He went, like, 
well, not well. I'm I'm due for a haircut, like, and I'm uh, I'm behind the wall from a barber, so I can just go, you know, knock on the door in the morning, and then if there's any like uh, chores around the property that they need done, I I do it, and that's that's how <laughs> that's how we do it here. It's it's going to be hard when I. I'm looking to get my own house. I'm not in any rush. You know, my parents want to help me with that. So it's, 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 it's anyways, uh, the, the white hair thing, it's like it's a little bit of a, oh, like a highlight, I want to say. Yeah. He, he, yeah, it's, it's, it's highlighted in there because, I don't know, maybe when stuff changed and then he changed for the better, he's like, okay, new year, new me, except actually. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. And makes a lot of sense. Uh, next thing that we have on here is actually a very interesting story that actually took place on Shulstrom Media, where parents of a of a child unfortunately had to make this tweet where they said that unfortunately their child was bullied and the bullies actually ripped up the uh, shirt that was that they had that he had, and the shirt in question was a Bray Wyatt shirt, so unfortunately, so they actually made a little comment deal where they talked to Bray about, you know, what had went down. Bray Wyatt actually went on social media, and he replies, DM me, send me the size, and where to send it, I have your your kid's six. That was one of the most beautiful things that I had ever seen. And considering the fact that the emotic, the uh, the picture is still the, the the fiend one there, it's one of those things where I'm just imagining the fiend just saying that, where it's like, DM me, I'll send your son the, the, the t-shirt. Tell me where to send it. I have a six. Let me in. Just, just imagining that. I know I just made this go unnecessarily dark, but at the same time, it's the fiend. What do you expect at this point? But this is just one of those prime examples that, you know, wrestlers are just regular human beings that love to help out people, and also the people that bullied this kid. Um, as many birds as I can give you right now. You can't see it, but there's like so many middle fingers just coming your way. Just, just saying that right now. Someone who was bullied a little bit uh, as a kid myself, it uh, you know, it just it just made me smile. You know, I, I, I'll say this: I was I was an easy target. Uh, even my own friends, you know, I'm, I'm the chubby kid. You know, this leads into a little bit of uh, what we're some of us are doing on the WrestleMatic Radio Patreon. Cheap plug, five bucks a month. Join us. Um, uh, Ring shape. You know, of course, this is inspired by our our good brother, former host of the Gift of Podcast, Reverend Mance Chapel. Shout out to Mance. Love you, buddy. Um, so us, like, you know, Nate, myself, and Ricky are trying to get in shape, whether it's mental, physical, for me, it's both. Um, and uh, if, if I may, well, first off, Bray Wyatt, amazing. Just a hell of a human being. I One guy I, in wrestling I want to meet I mean, I'm looking for WrestleCons one of these years. He's the guy I'd, I'd go go with in, in a heartbeat. And if I may, uh, can I get into, can I talk about his, um, speaking of mental illness, his post that he did? By all means. Now, uh, Zach did a, a very good uh, 
coverage of it in the Young Lions perspective. Check him out on WrestleLogic Radio. Cheap plug again. So he says the following on his Instagram at the Wyndham Rotunda. You are stale. They ruined you. He is boring. I hate his matches. My life is art. My art successes and loved ones are the only exit I have from my mental health. You have no idea how much a simple, thoughtless comment on social media can directly affect the person you are sending it to. With great power comes great responsibility. That's a familiar quote. Oh, Uncle Ben, Stanley, my God. R.I.P. The negative in our world is astonishing. And mental health is at an all-time decline. Be better. It could save a life. They saved mine. I love you, Jojo. I love you, kids. I love you, Mom. Now, I'm going to be real here very briefly. I don't like to self-diagnose. But I have had depressive spells in my life. And the last thing that that I would want to see is a hurtful comment towards myself. It's been, a, it's been a while, praise the Lord, but it's, yeah, I mean, Whit Bray, hell of a guy, and if, if I can just encourage everyone who, who is hearing this, who is in the Twitterverse, uh, be better to each other on social media. Now I know a lot of, a lot of people on Twitter are calling out people for, uh, I, I'm going to say it, for accusations of you know I'm not going to say it if, if you're on Twitter and you, and you know certain followers I'll tell you off air Nate you'll, you'll know it mm-hmm. right? and, and wrestling Twitter is it sucks it makes me not even want to live tweet during pay-per-view events thankfully I'm working during most of the events this weekend so I'm not live tweeting uh. Uh, <laughs> so it's I, I don't know where I was going to go with it. I just, I just wanted to bring attention to it and help encourage uh, our friends to, hey, be better. We're, we are the cure at WrestleLogic Radio. We're, we're the cure for the... How did that thing go? <laughs> uh, you, you know, I was going to ask uh, Ricky if I could actually play that during the show, but uh, I, I totally forgot to. But I think it's just... Basically, we are the cure for the negativity. And one of the things that... I stress a lot when it comes to the game changer is, you know, being that person who indeed does change people's lives, whether it's giving them a compliment, giving them a dollar, or just giving them the clothes off their back. It's just one of those things where it's better to be a better person than to be somebody who's shallow or, geez, what, or petty. That's the word I was looking for. Because you're going to have so many rewards in life if you are kind to each other. And in all honesty, that was something that I definitely tried to do when they brought back uh, hashtag fine women watch wrestling, <laughs> when they brought that when they brought that back. And, oh, yeah. uh, oh gosh, I mean, jeez, I mean, we, we, we talk about the backlash from that. These women are just trying to enjoy, you know, just basically just show that, hey, we think that we are fine women and we also enjoy wrestling. And one of my, one of my comments is always just, Pretty lady, <laughs> that's my best Otis. But, but it, but it's, but it, but it's true. I mean, so many people could say, "Why are you saying the same thing to every woman?" Because they're pretty in their own ways. You don't have to be the exact same pretty lady. 
because then it just gets boring and it gets stale. If you're pretty in your own way, then you have something special about you that everybody's going to like about you. That's why I keep I, why I say it. I mean, some some women maybe they take take it as an insult that I say it to everybody, but there's other women who actually appreciate the fact that I went out and I said, said pretty lady, and I'm not doing it to just be like. I'm not doing it to be the person who's like, oh, I'm expecting to get phone numbers or something like that. No, I'm trying to put a smile on their face. That's all I ask for. That's all. That's all I really ever want. And about nine times out of ten, I got a smile back, or a thank you back, or a like back, whatever it is. You say you say you say that they're beautiful and you mean it. Then it's going to mean that much more to them. I actually remember uh, today. I actually had a Facebook post where there's all these. Uh, there's all these people that are getting told you're beautiful and there's some people that are just smiling that are giggling one woman's just like thank you so much this has been a great day it's just one of those things like that's the difference I want to make on people I want them to have a day where it's just you know one good thing after another after another because it makes me feel good it makes them feel good that's the true reward that's what we're doing here at WrestleAttic Radio we're trying to bring joy to everybody's lives we're trying to just make a difference I, th- I think that's the point you were trying to make. I went a long way to just basically say that, but it's the truth. Yeah, that, that, that's where I was going. And, and fellas, fine women who watch wrestling, hashtag, does not invite you to unzip your pants. That's Keep true. it in there, fellas. And, and, and plus, half the time, they're not that impressive. <laughs> I, I, I will not lie. I actually enjoyed the... Uh, the tweet that uh, Anthony and I did, I think we were the only ones that did this. It was, um, I think it was kind of a response to that. And we weren't trying to like hurt anybody's feelings or nothing like that, but it was just kind of funny. It was like hashtag uh, mildly, mildly handsome guy who used to watch wrestling, but will watch it again when something good comes on or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember the full tweet, the full like hashtag, but it was something that was funny. Uh, I, it might've been just him and I, but you know something? It's fine. I mean, I know there's like, I mean, I mean, there's other people that did like the whole like ugly dudes who watch wrestling. It's like, no, don't. This is not for a. This is not for a negative spin. Find women watch wrestling. It's a positive spin. Be a positive person. That's why they're doing it. That's why I like it. That's why I'm totally fine with them them doing it. Also, also, I get to say pretty ladies so many times because I get to see a lot of pretty ladies. <laughs> I get a smile on the face. Uh, before I get too creepy into this, so. Oh gosh, I, I was trying to think. What was the next? What was the next thing I wanted to talk about before we go to break? Because um, we talked about the whole wrestle talk deal. We talked about we talked about this. Uh, oh, oh, right, 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 right. Before we go to commercial break, I definitely wanted to talk about uh, and actually give a little bit of like critique with some of the podcasts I listened to this week. Uh, first of all, the rant had a absolutely spectacular podcast. This past week, where they talked a little bit about rap, they talked about Eminem, they talked about, they even talked about uh, men- mental health in and of itself. So it's definitely a podcast that you will want to listen to. So shout out to the boys at the at uh, the Ant Podcast and Brad, Kyle, you guys do amazing. Uh, also, you probably should not be uh, videotaping and driving at the same time. Although Ant was driving, and I think Brad was the one that was doing the videotaping, so I guess it's fine. Uh, definitely check out their Patreon. It's funny. <laughs> um, the other one, the Young Lion Perspective, got a chance to listen to it this week. Uh, just in like the first 20 minutes, I was already hooked because, you know what, I'm not even going to spoil it. Check it out. 
Zach over at the Young Lions Perspective, absolutely phenomenal guy. Definitely check out his stuff. It's great. And also, our friends over at the Kings of the Rings podcast, uh, they, they, are, they are what they are. They are absolutely amazing. And I will say this, there was a once-in-a-lifetime moment that happened during that deal, but you guys need to w- listen to it to find out what it is. I already talked to the person about this, and they bo- and they agreed with me about the, this moment. Uh, it's just, it's great. Uh, I'll probably have to tell you when we go up, when we are during the commercial break. It, it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, those are the stuff that I got a chance to listen to this week. It's great. Uh, th- those, rest- those wrestling gals, some people that we've definitely been getting more acquainted to, and who have just absolutely fantastic, fantastic posts and have fantastic podcasts. Definitely check them out. They are absolutely amazing. Uh, love you gals. You guys do a fantastic job. And hopefully we get the chance to work together more. Like I said, the offer stands. If you gals want to show up on the Game Changer podcast, you're more than welcome to. Whether it's for an interview, to talk about wrestling, or like... <laughs> Oh gosh, what was that? What was that reply that I had to them? I think I said we could totes talk about wrestling or just how how men are so stupid. Okay, so, okay, some of them. <laughs> I got a like for that, so that was one of those things. Where it's like, okay, they 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 appreciate my sense of humor. I'm okay with this, but I think that they would probably be on the ground laughing if they heard me talking this little voice like this, <laughs> just. Because it, it reminds me of the interview I had with Sadist a couple years ago, where <laughs> where he just where he just go where he, where he and I off the air just talked about what we could do next time. And he says, "Oh, we could totally talk about girls and stuff like that." <laughs> it's just so funny because if you've seen Sadist, guys, he's a massive man, and to hear him have that voice, it's just funny. But yeah, definitely check out the podcast that I mentioned, y'all. You know, those wrestling girls, Kings of the Rings, Young Lions Perspective, The Rant, all absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Fretz, did you get a chance to listen to some of these podcasts or even some of your own podcasts that you would like to plug? Yep. Well, uh, Tuesday nights at the store, I I work overnight. Right. Be- because that's where our folks I work at a grocery store, ran by my brother. No, I'm not a manager. No, I don't run anything there. I'm just a worker. <laughs> so... When I get there on Tuesday nights, I'll usually head up to the office and do my paperwork with schedules and payroll and all that jazz, exciting stuff. And when I get down to the floor to start doing the stock, because it comes in Tuesday night and our new sales begin on Thursday. So Wednesday, the store has to be clean and ready and full and the specials have to be ready for, say, hey, classical pasta sauce is on sale this week. At Francis Valley Mart, for example. Uh, boom. All that jazz. So I put on podcasts, and I was listening to a few things. I started listening to a little bit of Who Got Next when I was at, when I was finishing up at work tonight. Shout out to MJ uh, and Philliam. Woo! MJ, MJ and Philliam, shout out to them. Uh, I did get a chance to listen to um, uh, those wrestling girls, their Royal Rumble preview. They just have some wicked energy. Like, I love love what they bring they're very energetic they're very passionate and it's admirable to see that in a wrestling in in a wrestling fan of two uh i can only assume these are two young ladies in their early 20s and i'm an old guy i'm 35 i'm turning wrestlemania years old two pretty ladies (laughs) sorry uh i'm (laughs) 
I'm turning WrestleMania years old, kids. Figure that out. Um, a little bit of something to wrestle with Bruce Prichard. Uh, a little bit of the fourth wall pop cast because uh, I sent uh, a shout out to Doc Haas and uh, JC Bones and Smarky, formerly of our network. Yes. Uh, I, 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 I love those guys and I love their um, that they've brought in their horizons. You know, I'm I'm a hockey nut, so I love that they got to talk a little bit about hockey. Uh, I sent them a, a voicemail on um, Anchor, and it was during a hockey game there. Uh, well, at least Doc Haas is. He is a New Jersey Devils fan. Oh. I am. I'm a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, and the Leafs were playing the Devils. And while I was recording the message, the Leafs scored. <laughs> That's <laughs> so amazing. It's, it's, so I'm just like, do, 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 yeah! You can only do one minute, so I had to send them another. Uh, well, there's a side Seidberg. There's a player on the Devils, uh, P.K. Subban. He used to be on Montreal, who is, quote-unquote, my rival as a Leaf fan. Oh. I like Montreal. I don't hate them. The only team I really hate in the league is Boston, by the way, <laughs> and Ottawa. But that's because their ownership oh. is bullshit. So, um, their score, I ask about P.K. Subban, you know, I've always been a fan of his, uh, especially when he was a Hab, especially when he was in Nashville, and I got to talking to him about it. I met some members of the Subban family when I was at, of all places, a men's church breakfast in Waterloo, Ontario. Another hockey player was speaking there. That's a totally different story, so I got to tell tell him that. Uh, I got caught up with us. I haven't listened to it yet, but the Ruthless Aggression podcast, mm. the American version, um, Levi, um, I forget the other guy's <laughs> names, but... They, 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 they covered a Starcade 1995. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, it's like, like, in the description, it was, um, Jake was having a mental breakdown, so we decided to reinvigorate his love for podcasting by doing one just for fun. <laughs> and, like, Starcade 95, I'm thinking, it's like, was that made offended by Hogan and Beefcake, that is not fun. Listen to, OS, <laughs> listen to OSW review cover that. Uh, I absolutely listen to the rant. Um, and if, if you're up here in uh, in Toronto, if you know who Steve Dangle is, you're a giant hockey nerd, just like me. He is basically he's this guy. He started out as a Leafs fan wearing his jersey, reacting to each game, screaming into a camera. He's he, he's funny. He's as if, um, oh, I'm trying to think. Who is a really good, screamy, yelly wrestler? He talks about wrestling sometimes, and a lot of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> so he's a very energetic, but very knowledgeable and smart uh, hockey guy. So I listen to him, and you don't have to be a Leafs fan to like him. If you like hockey at all, you'll love Steve. Steve, Adam, Jesse, big shout out to them, although they'll never hear this. They've probably blocked me on social by now. Um, I'm a sucker for office ladies. You know, from this is a podcast that has Jenna Fisher and um, uh, the chick that played, um, up, 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 what's her name? Dwight's what? Dwight's girlfriend. Oh, Angela. Angela. Oh, yeah. Ange- 
Angela Kinsey, that's right. Uh, I love that podcast. Uh, I was listening to, let's see, highly recommend, highly recommend Cultaholic, especially their classic Raw and SmackDown review. I cannot stress this enough. I'm just, every time they make a joke or something, I, I'm just rolling on the floor of the store laughing. And this Saturday, actually, same day will drop, they'll be dropping a special watch-along edition of King of the Ring 1994 with with uh, Tom Campbell, Matthew, and um, Justin Henry. Uh, so I have... Let's see. I can look into a corner. Okay, it's all blocked up by mess. Thankfully, this webcam doesn't see all the mess that's in my room, but I have King of the Ring 94 on VHS. <laughs> What's a VHS, Fritz? Google it, kids. Uh, what, what else? After the Bell. I get a little bit of After the Bell. Um, I'm getting a lot of walks in, so this is how I'm getting all these podcasts. Right. Surprise, surprisingly, my phone hasn't exploded yet uh, because my iPod, my iPod Touch, is dead uh, forever. And what, what else? Yeah, because basically, I'm on the network right now, it's just us young lions and uh, and the kings, and I listened to them this morning, so. That's that's all my recommendations, and if I can do one more, all right. uh, the, the the Chris Van Vliet show. I don't listen to him religiously, but last week I think we talked about it. He had David Benoit, son of you know the late Chris Benoit, mm. and it was hard. It was raw. It was real, but it was a damn good listen. Yeah, I've heard. Uh a lot of things about that interview. So, as far, as far as I could tell, like you said, he already, he already took the words out of my mouth when it comes to it. So, I can't really add anything more to it. So, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about AW NXT. We're going to do our nice old predictions because we're crazy people. We like to predict the crazy stuff. And we will also get into the final segment. So, guys, stay tuned. We will be right back. What's going on, everyone? This is DK Murphy of Kings of the Rings Podcast, and you're listening to the Game Changer Podcast only on Wrestle Addict Radio. What's going on, everybody? Do you remember the Monday Night Wars? You know, the quote-unquote greatest time in wrestling? Well, was it? Because this is Wrestle Wars, and in Wrestle Wars, we go and, or I go, Willie T, T Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K, goes down and breaks down week by week, month by month, pay-per-view by pay-per-view, every year of the fabled Monday Night War. I was right, WWF versus WCW with the sprinkled in ECW starting in January of 1996 all the way up to March of 2001 you will get a month by month breakdown of who won the Monday Night Wars what you can expect from this show monthly scoring system you got the mid card undercard and main event so who was actually going to win the Monday Night Wars you have to listen and find out on our $5 Patreon page it's only $5 guys you can watch along with me Willie T and enjoy the chaos that is the Monday Night Wars on Wrestle Wars. What is going on, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager of Wrestle Attic Radio and host of Kings of the Rings podcast. And you right now are listening to Nate, the effort and great, and our resident historian, Mr. Fretz, on the Game Changer podcast exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. 
Welcome back to the Game Changer Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, part of Wrestle Attic Radio. Honestly, you know what's really weird is that I was always the guy who did the huge, you know, big deals for King Ricky, if you remember, like back in the good old days when we were actually not a part of Wrestle Attic Radio. I would just literally introduce him as King Ricky, just doing that shit. And it was one of those things where I hear this promo, I'm like, wow, I guess... I guess he rewards those who have been good to him. So thank you, King Ricky, for this promo for that promo deal. All right, so uh, I got to handle something really quick. So I'm actually going to give Fretz the floor first, so he can talk a little bit about NXT. And honestly, you guys, I already know the results for this, and I can tell you right now, it is going to be an absolute joy for me for me to have Fretz tell you about this wonderful night. So Fretz, by all means. Take it away. All right, folks. This is NXT last night, live from the NXT arena. And I must must wish a happy belated birthday to I, I didn't get his name, but he is the he is the husband of, I believe, Anita Smith. You know, that uh, grandma lady that you see in the front row of NXT all the time. She was the one who, you know, kind of got in Tommaso Ciampa's face after his heel turn. So, happy birthday, sir. Uh, and shout out, of course, to uh, Cody and Izzy and their family, because I believe Izzy was either there this week or last week. So, folks, um, I'm not relying on CBS Sports, Sports Kita, uh, wrestling websites or whatever, because, well, some of their notes have been crap lately, so I took notes in my tiny little notepad. I bought a better one for for next time, so if the notes are shit, it's on me. And spoiler alert, they are going to be shit, but we're going to try and be as brief as we can with NXT and AEW because there's a lot to, to talk about and cover come Royal Rumble weekend. So we start off... With the semi-finals match in the Dusty, excuse me, Tag Team Classic, Undisputed Era, Fish and O'Reilly, Red Dragon, going up against the Grizzled Young Veterans, Zach Gibson, and James Drake, my favorite tag team in NXT UK. So, if you're like me and you love Zach Gibson... Um, I don't have a shoe near me, so if you love Zach Gibson, you know, keep keep your shoes on. Your feet stick. Uh, and I love, uh, there was just like a whole bunch of one-liners that Morrow and actually uh, Nigel had during this. There was, uh, you know, these guys that are as annoying as autocorrect. <laughs> and just everything, you know, everything. You know, my, my brother just texted me uh, a little while ago just talking about what, Every day, we text each other Simpsons and Family Guy references, but this was actually about, hey, since we work at a grocery store, we always go nuts about new items. Like, okay, um, in Canada, we just got Cheez-Its, the best, the best crackers on the planet. Uh, I was snacking on them earlier, but friends are getting into ring shape, yeah. They're my weakness. So we had a wicked-looking dragon screw leg whip to the outside from the apron by by Fish and O'Reilly. Uh, they were all they were working the knee here. 
and then there was also a quote. Uh, I believe Morrow made this quote. He referenced somebody, probably the Grizzlies Young Vets, and he said, you know, something about bad boys for life. I haven't seen that movie yet. In fact, I don't know if I've actually seen the original yet. Uh, and, of course, there is a reference here by Nigel in which the uh, Grizzly Young Veterans are getting a cacophony of cheers. And if you know what the word cacophony means, uh, it's that's actually very funny. And you can hear Nigel is obviously going cheering for his fellow countrymen, his fellow Brits. There was a wicked spot where there was a suplex, uh, where Drake suplex, where Drake got suplexed into Zach Gibson. There was a really nice heel hook submission move by by Bobby Fish. The whole crowd was chanting tap, tap, tap. And then <laughs> another great line, Morrow is the best. It's like, you know, no water in the bowl for Bobby Fish. So I guess he was going for a moonsault at this point in time, and one of the vets just moved out of the way. You know, no water in the bowl for fish, or I, I think they tried to fix the quote, no water in the pool or something. I'm like, no, no, water in the bowl works. Fish bowl works. I'm surprised Bobby Fish doesn't have a finisher called the fish bowl. Uh, there's a really, I, I didn't see the move. But I didn't see the move, but I heard that it was called Helter Skelter. The fans were just being dicks to the grizzled young vets here, chanting, you still suck, even though they were wrestling their hearts out, putting on a damn good, classic, stiff, British-style match that I'm all for. I, I gotta watch more UK. In fact, I might after the recording this podcast. There was a nice uh, knee to the apron here. There was a really good spot where the Fish and O'Reilly dug out their old uh, tag team finisher chasing the dragon. You know, it was, a, it was like a, <clears throat> Fish had one of the guys up for a brain buster. O'Reilly would do a buzzsaw kick to the back of that person's neck. Boom! There goes the brain buster. And they have won ROH and IWGP Tag Team Championships with that move. Surprised it didn't get the pin, but now that their finisher is the Total Elimination, it, it didn't. So we had a whole bunch of wicked, stiff British forearms. Uh, Imperium gets involved here to distract the Undisputed Era, and out of nowhere, kick it to mayhem. And my boys, my now pick to win it all, the Grizzled Young Vets, pull off the upset win and I from the get go I thought okay this is obviously going to be Undisputed Era versus Imperium in the final oh, everyone's bracket is busted I mean uh, Phil and MJ were calling for for um, Undisputed and Imperium in the finals like I, I, I didn't finish listening to their episode yet it's from last week so it was from the NXT that you and I have already covered. So we have, um, oh, is it uh, Liverpool's number one son? We have the next match here. I, I didn't, some of these matches don't have a lot of notes, so uh, forgive me again. Io Shirai versus Tony Storm, which is just an absolute dream match because not only are these two young ladies absolutely gorgeous, they are insanely talented. Io Shirai with the heelish entrance of all time that will cause seizures. You know, shout out to my, you know, 
Shout out to my friend Jen, who doesn't even watch wrestling, who doesn't even know I have a podcast. Um, don't watch this. Don't watch her, please. <laughs> so we have a whole bunch of submissions and chops wearing each other down. There was a really nice German suplex by Tony. A Storm Zero, which is a Tiger Driver. Uh, the same finisher as, I don't know if they're still dating, but uh, Tony Storm and Tyler Bate at one time, or maybe still today, I don't know, are or were an item. And they both use the Tiger Driver. That is adorable. Uh, I noticed at one point in this match after uh, Tony ate and ate Alaria, her her uh, eyelash was like was gone. It was like on her cheek, right by her um, football eye oh, thing. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it's like, oh, dude, you gotta get. I, I have a coworker like that who wears the fake eyelashes, and it's like, oh man, if you if you bump into the to like the. The dairy counter, it's gone. So we have a really nice buzzsaw kick by by Io Shirai. And then there is a Storm Zero, but no. (sighs) Bianca Belair has to rear her ugly head. I'm not saying she's ugly. She's She's gorgeous. I'm saying ugly as a, you know, a heelish thing. Comes in, cause disqualification, uh, just kills everybody, and then out comes Rhea Ripley to even the odds. And I'm just saying, please, please kill her, Rhea. Not, not, not literally, but take that stupid hair whip, chop it up. Okay, I'm going too far with this. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm sorry, Philly. I'm, I'm not a fan of Bianca Belair. Although I love that she's not using the hair whip as a gimmick or barely even a move anymore. Um, but, 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 but there is an Undisputed Era interview basically saying that, oh, blah, 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 they're going to pay, worlds collide, uh, we're draped in gold, <laughs> not for long. Uh, Ilya Dragunov has a promo about Finn Balor. Uh, this is a guy who is going to be a made man this weekend. He's not going to win. But he is going to be a made man because Dragonoff is awesome in WWE. I know at least one of you are hearing this. Um, I want Dragonoff versus Dijakovic. I want it. Give it to me. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Insert Batista gift here. Speaking of Finn Balor, he took on Yak. How the shit do I say this name? Yakuin. Yakuin. Help me out, bro. I. I wish I could. I really wish I could, but I'm, enjoy- uh, I'm enjoying this too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's it, 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 it's like watching uh, it's like watching a car crash. You can't, you can't turn away. Yeah, Queen. <laughs> I, I, I'm just gonna say, wait, what was he known as before? Yeah, Queen Wild. I, you guys is good. Yes, yeah, he wasn't DJ Zed. That's somebody else. Anyways, uh, what I love about Finn Balor's heel run is that. Uh, the spotlight, like the, the ring light, the spotlight is only on him when he does his da 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 arm raising. So, so the crowd can't really do it, or he doesn't notice the crowd is doing it because the spotlight is only on him. Because as we know, he doesn't watch this business. The business watches him. He makes short work of 
of name I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say again because I can't effing pronounce it. Shotgun dropkick, nineteen sixteen, boom. And then there's a DIY promo because DIY versus Mustache Mountain. Get in, just get in. Uh, Shayna Baszler took on Chauncey Blackheart. Uh, Chauncey Blackheart is all about you know TCB taking care of business, except you know without BTO. It's like that's how we. Yeah, that's how we talked in the 70s, Bart. We didn't have a moment to spare. Can of Coke, if you get that Simpsons reference. Uh, Shotzi came out with a spike helmet. Don't know why. I'm not familiar with her. Uh, so what, what, I thought about, what I thought this was cool is uh, I immediately thought of poker and playing cards because, you know, Shayna Baser is the ace and Shotzi Blackheart is the Blackheart, except, you know, Tommaso Ciampa is also a Blackheart. Uh and there was some spots in the match here where uh, Shayna Baszler was just treating Blackheart like nothing, like giving her like you know the little the cute, the cute patting on the head, like oh you hit this move on me, that's adorable. And you know Shotzi's just like nope, uh, denies the carefew to clutch, hits a really nice top rope DDT, and oh, and this this spot was sick. I thought this should have finished the match. Uh, Shotzi hits a slice bread number two on the apron. Uh, did you know that's the hardest part of the, of the ring, by the way? I never would have imagined. Yeah, every, every time that that spot happens in a match, John Ritland, shout out to John Ritland uh, and the Derminator, uh, he always mentions that it's the hardest part of the apron, just in case we forget. Uh, and that spot there, I thought, was almost dumber than the coffin drop because not only... You're hurting yourself doing that crap, Shotzi. Or as as I said at the end of this match when she tried for the Santon and got, you know, locked in the Kirfu to clutch, I dubbed her Shitsy Blackheart. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I love her. Like, she is impressive. She's someone who's going to have a good a good uh, future here, but that was your fault, lady. Uh, we had a really good Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai promo um, taking us through the history of Team Kick and the heel turn, which I thought was A, um, completely unexpected. Best, I think it was the best heel turn of 2019 because nobody, except for maybe me, uh, saw it coming. Once um, Dakota... Dakota Kai was denied a spot on Team NXT on the women's roster. I knew she was turning heel. Not that I didn't think it was this soon, but I knew it. So next week on NXT, we're getting Tegan versus Dakota. Uh, this this feud is going to go on all year. This is going to be a no contest, and we're going to see some kind of match at at Portland. Um, next up is another semifinal match for the NXT. Dusty Rose Classic Bebe. And the winner of this goes on to the finals against the Grizzly Young Vets. Let's see how my notes are here. There's a really nice Razor's Edge Powerbomb move here. A great elbow by a great elbow on Bartel by Pete Dunn. Uh, Dunn, I'm calling it now. Pete Dunn's totally turning heel. Oh, is this Imperium versus the uh, the Broserweights? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I, I'm, I'm calling, even though, spoiler alert, the Broser Waits win, uh, Pete Dunn's totally turning heel. I'm calling it now. He works so much better as a heel, 
And I, and if you look at the past couple of Death Clex, Classics, baby, other than maybe the AOP, there's always been some bullshit in the finals. Uh, Samoa Joe and Finn Balor, for example. Uh, see, AOP won it. Um, then there was the whole deal with Roddy Strong and Pete Dunne against the Undisputed Era. Maybe this is like, you know, Pete Dunne is sick of being burned and... And maybe it happens after the match because I think that the Grizzled Young Vets are winning this. It, it makes so much sense for them because tournaments are heel things. Like, King of the Ring. Look who's the King of the Ring right now. Baron Corbin, love him or hate him, is the top heel on SmackDown. Uh, Wade Barrett. Uh, I mean, Owen Hart. Triple H. Tournaments, King of the Ring, Death the Classic, whatever. It's made for heels. And because it's a dusty thing, it's going to have some dusty finish shit. Uh, really nice Fisherman Buster and uh, uh, freaking Matt Riddle with his Bo Derek hairdo. Oh, that's why he calls it the Bro Derek. I, I, I've known that for a while, but it took, <laughs> it took me a while. Really nice wheelbarrow DDT. They hit some dual submission moves. A really wicked spot where... Um, Imperium was going for the European bomb. Uh, it's like a power bomb and a European uppercut. But instead, Riddle catches, I believe it was probably Bartel, in a really wicked release German suplex off of that denied European uppercut from the second rope. And then there's a spot here where um, I, I believe Riddle made a joke about this, or somebody did. <laughs> and it was like... Joint manipulation. He said something about joint manipulation, and I spaced out for a second. Oh, I love Matt Riddle. <laughs> I, I didn't know I would love him this much, but we had a really nice um, tag team finisher. I, I forget what it was. I think it was like a bitter end into a final flash, and we have the finals uh, of the Broserweights and the Grizzled Young Vets, which will be a hell of a match, and it's next week on NXT. Uh, I'm all for it. I am off Wednesday and Thursday. There's my night. There's my evening. It's it's plopped down in front of NXT. Uh, the, the vets come out and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to win. And Pete Dunne's like, you know, every time I've, I've faced you guys in the ring, you've lost. Because the young vets, they're, they're winning. And in the main event for the North American Championship, Roddy Strong and Keith Lee bask in his glory. And this match had like 15, 20 minutes left on TV time. I'm like, oh, they're, they're going to end this quick. So we had this whole thing. Roddy Strong was the last man in the Undisputed Era to, to complete... The prophecy of being draped in gold. And in this match, he would be the first to be in the dismantling of this prophecy. Bask in King Ricky's glory. I'm sorry, what? Keith Lee's glory. <laughs> so, of course... joke will never get old. <laughs> they will not. No, I, I'm... I'm trying to think of better ways to do it. If I ever get to, no, when I get to meet 
King Ricky and the rest of the Russell Attic radio crew, it's going to be somewhere where Keith Lee is in the vicinity. And I'm going to get a photo op with both of them. <laughs> I want this. King Ricky, I know you can make this happen. Let's do it, man. Hey, break out the Royal Bank of Rosé. <laughs> I've got, got student loans to pay off, in which I'm on a mission to get them done in the next two years, by the way, or three. <laughs> so, bask in his glory, and like always, Keith Lee just yeets friggin' Roddy like he just wailed that guy into the bush last week. <laughs> it was the greatest thing. Uh, we see a Lee frog by Keith Lee. I'll let that one marinate. Actually, I won't because that was crap. And of course, we have him just glaring like ice dagger stare at Undisputed Era. And I just thought, you know, they're going to get dust boot right there. And no, I don't mean Imperium. Uh, the steps get involved. We see a really nice uh, Canadian Maple Leaf, a.k.a. the single-legged crab by Roddy Strong, but it looked more like a single-legged Lion Tabor, complete with me in the back. Nice. And, of course, like a Bret Hart versus Owen Hart match, he works the leg. Just like, uh, rest in peace, Owen. Just, just like Owen Hart working the leg and kicking the leg out of his leg with 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 a heart match. Uh, Keith Lee is just get, taking all of the leg damage, even even being locked in the ankle lock. I'm sorry, I, I, I wrote down ankle lock as in Michael Cole. No, no. Uh, there's a really nice power slam ankle lock once again. Uh, fish hooked the leg. Nice wordplay there, Fretz. Thank you, Fretz. Uh, Roddy hit a super angle slam for a near fall. Roddy hits his... Uh, I'm sorry, not Roddy. Keith hits his awesome double double chop, kind of like the um, Haku Mongolian chop. There is a really good uh, pounce spot where uh, Keith Lee pounces Roddy onto the Undisputed Era on the outside of the ring over the rope. Um Take three. Distraction spot. Another ankle lock. And then there was a spot where Roddy was going to go for the um, sick kick, single leg drop kick. But nope. Keithy catches him in the power slam position. Jackhammer. One, two, trois. New NXT North American champion, Keith. Lee. Undisputed Era's prophecy is crumbling. It's going to end at the hands of let's see, who's going to be the next tag team champions? Screw it. Uh, the Grizzled Young Vets. And then, finally, the crumbling ends at Tampa at the hands of Daddy Champa. <laughs> what an episode. My pants oh, down. Pen is down. That means it's my turn, ladies and gentlemen, to talk about AEW, which took place on the Jericho Cruise Part 2, through the second wave. Absolutely was fantastic just to see that entire thing taking place on the cruise, and it's just an enjoyable show. So let's get right into talking about this. We had the first matchup, the SCU defending the tag team titles against Kenny Omega, Hangman Page. Great matchup between... These two teams, despite a little bit of a miscommunication between Hangman and Kenny, Hangman Page with the Lariat takes down SCU 
And we have new tag team champions in Hangman and Kenny Omega. The first title change in AEW's history, and it took place on a cruise. You can't get any better than that. It's absolutely awesome. Women's matchup here, we have Britt Baker taking on Priscilla Kelly. Priscilla Kelly's first official one-on-one matchup. Here, women do a pretty good job of displaying their athleticism against each other. But in the end, we see Britt Baker with the lock jaw defeating Priscilla Kelly. And we actually have her just un- just completely wrecking Tony Schiavone. Tony, love you, dude. But you just got owned by a dentist. You just got owned by a dentist. We have the Jurassic Express taking on the Inner Circles. Santana Ortiz, LAX, because we refuse to call him anything else other than that. As well as Chris Jericho. Crowd is singing along with Chris Jericho's theme song, Judas. It's beautiful. It's great. Match itself was absolutely fantastic. I loved how these guys played off each other. Got some nice Marco stunt deals in there. We had the storyline between Jungle Boy and Jericho put into this. And we had Luchasaurus and Jack Hager. They decide to do a little bit of a brawl on the outside. I am sensing that Jack Hager and Luchasaurus are going to be battling against each other once the MMA deal for that Jake Hager's, you know, a part of probably approves it, which will probably not happen, but we'll see. Uh, Marco Stunt, unfortunately, ate the Judas effect, causing his team to lose. The inner circle picks up the victory, but it would not be the final time that we would see Chris Jericho in the in the in the night. Next match up here, we had MJF taking on Joey, 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 Janela. This was a bit of an interesting matchup between the two of them. Joey Janela unfortunately got distracted by the by the one and only Kip Sabian as well as Penel as Penelope Ford. They decided to have a little makeout session on the rampway because why not at this point? Um, MJF would hit the double cross, which is his version of the crossroads. On to Janela to pick up the victory. MJF and Cody would have a little bit of a battle of words between the two of them. MJF just being like, come on, Cody, hit me, hit me, hit me. And realizing that he would lose his match at Revolution, Cody opted not to. Thankfully, there was a little bit of retribution for this, in which Cody says, well, I can't touch you, but uh, they can. We see the Young Bucks super kick MJF, then throw him into the pool. He can't swim. It's beautiful. Finally, the main event, which is John Moxley versus Pac for the number one contendership for the AEW World Championship. Chris Jericho on the commentary booth. It is just absolutely entertaining hearing Jericho on commentary. It's great. It's just absolutely awesome. But in the end, we see John Moxley, despite having one eye. To his, to his credit, he picks up the victory. He is the number one contender for the world ti- title against Chris Jericho, and that'll happen at Revolution. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to be there. It's going to be amazing. Already two great matches are set up for that, and I could tell right now there's going to be more, and it's going to be absolutely great. So that was AEW. We're going to take another commercial break, you guys, but when we come back, we are going to cover the Royal Rumble weekend when... W- Worlds Collide, as well as the Royal Rumble event itself. So stay tuned, guys. We will be right back. This is your pool party captain, Randy Fitzsimmons, and you're listening to the Game Changer Podcast. Pew, pew! What is up, peeps? This is Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast, here to tell you about my new show called the 20 Bell Salute. 
It is a monthly 20-year look back on not only WWE pay-per-views, but also movies, music, TV, video games, and so much more. You can find this and many other exclusive shows on the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon for only 5 bucks a month. So join the fam and keep wrestling real. I'm Wild. And I'm Randy Fitzsimmons, and this is the Game Changer Podcast. Pew, pew, pew. Get an Adam Blumpy ding, and I'll do a quick screenshot for the Twitter or something. You know what? We're, we're doing this recording live deal. Let's, let's why not at this point. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. welcome back to the Game Changer Podcast. I'm going to be doing Adam Blumpy a ding just because I can. So hold on just a minute. I have to do it the right way. Hello there, my name is Adam Blompier, and welcome to How WWE Should Book, where I take an infamous misbooking opportunity and tell everybody how I would do it differently, because I'm a smartass. That totally failed. <laughs> Actually, I think it worked. I think it worked. I, I think it worked out perfectly. Oh there my it God. is. Whoop, there oh, it is. Story of my fucking life. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this... We have fun on this show. I think we have... Sometimes I think we have way too much fun on the show, but no, we, do, we love what we do, and you know how much we love what we do, you guys, so much that we do have a Patreon account. Definitely check it out. You can check out Francis' 20 Bell Salute. You can check out King Ricky's Ring Shape 2020 deal, Wrestle Wars, brought to you by Will, and also How I Would Write It, featuring me, because I'm an effing genius. No ding really required, but we'll see about that. So, we are finally here at the point where we are going to be talking about when worlds collide, or as they're calling it, worlds collide, whatever. Uh, we're going to do as much as we can, because I know that we are going to have a lot to talk about when we go into the Royal Rumble uh, event itself. So, let's just get right into the car. Worlds collide starting off with Mia Yim versus Kaylee Ray on the pre-show, but it's still going to be guaranteed an absolutely fantastic matchup here. So, for this one, I'm going to go the wild card pick. I'm going to pick Mia Yim for this one because I think that she needs to get some momentum going into her feud with um, with with uh, Dakota Kai, even though I think they're doing the whole deal with Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. I think there's still some unfinished business between Mia Yim and Dakota Kai, so I'm picking Yim for this one. Fretz, who have you got? I got Kaylee Ray. I know this is a non-title match. You know, Kaylee is the... <clears throat> current UK women's champion. She's been riding high since defeating Tony for the title. Uh, I, I believe she is going to lose it soon. Uh, you know, if you listen to Kings of the Rings, you know, uh, Kate Murphy had a very nice theory about it. However, I think that the next champion is going to be Piper Niven. I, I would love to see it. This is going to be a very stiff, violent match. Uh, because these two these two ladies are just going to take lumps out of each other. It's going to be good. It's going to be a barn burner. And I like Kaylee Ray, so I'm going to go for Kaylee Ray. Fair enough. All right, next matchup we have here a dream match, in all honesty. It's DIY versus Mustache Mountain. Fred, who have you got? Uh, I mean, DIY, obviously. Uh, this is uh, their reunion of, of sorts, uh, although that I think uh, uh, bold prediction, uh, shout out to Mr. Warren Hayes. Uh, bold prediction! Um, they're going to be facing each other and shooting over the title throughout 
this year. They have unfinished business as a rivalry, but I don't think it's going to be as hate-filled. This is going to be another damn good match. I would love Mustache Mountain to win, but I think it's DIY. I'm going with Mustache Mountain on this one. I think that there's going to be some kind of point where DIY has some kind of friction, or maybe even to a point where Johnny Gargano might turn heel on this one. So I think that with that, I do agree with you know your theory that they're going to have uh, DIY you know feuding against each other in the future, which I'm okay with that. But at the same time, I think that Mustache Mountain probably needs his victory more. But that's just me. Uh, next up, we have the Cruiserweight Championship Fatal 4-Way matchup as Angel Garza defends against Isaiah Swerve Scott, Jordan Devlin, as well as Travis Banks. Now, I did listen to uh, the Kings of the Rings prediction on this one, and they all went for Jordan Devlin for the sole fact that they would have the Cruiserweight title go over to uh, NXT UK to work as kind of like their secondary title since, since you know, the NXT, the American version, already has the North American Championship. I still don't see that really happening, so I'm locking in here that Angel Garza, you know, retains the title, and plus, he just he just won it not too long ago, and he also had one of the best marriage proposals deal. I don't want that moment to be tainted by a short reign. I really don't, so Angel Garza. Yeah, I'm going for Angel Garza. This is his first title defense and a funny story uh, he didn't tell anybody about the proposal after the match he just he just says that you know what F it I'm, I'm gonna take a risk here and do this and apparently it went over quite well with the higher up yeah Garza's Garza's retaining the title here there's no way they're taking it off of him this early but holy crap Jordan Devlin is champion whoo Please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we have Finn Balor versus Ija Dragoon. You actually did talk a little bit about the. Uh, well, I think you already gave your prediction for this one, uh, but let's just let's just say our prediction on three because I think we have the same one, two, three. Balor. Finn Balor. Yep. <laughs> and I, honestly, I loved how the Kings of the Rings basically said, "What is he the prince of?" And the first thing that came to mind was purple rain. Maybe he comes out with the Purple Rain theme song and he starts acting like that, Prince? It's like, no, that's... Uh, the- that's Velveteen. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking the, the same thing. It's like, nope, that's Velveteen Dream. It would still be kind of funny just to see uh, Finn Balor just do that. Just comes out. Oh, my gosh, no. That'd be the feud between Velveteen Dream and Finn Balor. Basically, Finn Balor mocks Velveteen Dream by doing like a Prince deal. That would be amazing. I would actually pay for that. So, and there go my pants. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, next up, we have the NXT Championship. The reason why I say that is because in a weird article, the NXT Women's Championship is being condensed down to the to just NXT Championship because they are trying to get rid of the term of women for some reason. I don't know. So I'm just kind of thinking, okay, we're basically just going to get this over with. Uh, NXT Championship, Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. I think we're both going to have the same prediction again here, so let's do it. One, two, three, Ripley. No contest. No contest. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, 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 honestly, I also thought that you were going like, no contest, Rhea Ripley, just to throw me off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that was good. I, I will tell I will say that was really good. Uh, yeah, she just won the title. There's no way that they're going to have Tony Storm win it here. And... 
Tony's going to be there for a while, so I have so much faith that she's going to get it eventually, just not right now. Uh, and the main event we have for when Worlds Collide is the Undisputed Area versus Imperium, and it actually is now throwing off my entire booking, because honestly, because of the fact that I thought that Imperium and Undisputed Era were going to be battling against each other in the finals, I thought to myself, okay, well, this is going to happen, and then this is going to happen. But now that you've told me that result, I'm just like, okay, that kind of changes up my prediction a little bit. But I'm going to give the four to you first. So uh, who have you got for this? Ooh, you know what? This this is almost like a flip of the coin moment. Uh, I, the closest thing I have here is a bottle cap from my beer, but it actually has a quote in it. So <laughs> I'm not going to flip a coin. I'm just going to go with my gut and say Imperium. Uh, I, I just, just because of the way that they've been booked in NXT UK, I think they're the next UK tag champs. I don't know why they didn't win at Blackpool. Why did they not win at Blackpool? Um, I, they, <laughs> why didn't they win at Blackpool? <laughs> Um, because, because Johnny Saint, I don't know, I, I, I don't know, but it's, I just want to pick Imperium because this is going to be another niche in the storyline of the crumbling of Undisputed Era. Now, I don't think as a faction they're going anywhere. If I can predict anything, Roddy Strong will be kicked out of the group, but, yeah, no. um, if you got Fish and O'Reilly, who are going to be a tag team forever, you know, as long as Bobby Fish stays healthy, because you know, unfortunately, he's had bad luck. Uh, Adam Cole, I think he's he's going to get another title run someday. They're not going to the main roster because NXT is the main roster. Um, Imperium, I'm I'm just going to poke it at just to say, you know, Walter's going to chop the soul out of everybody. I, th- I think you hit the nail directly on the head, and then that is hard to den- to argue. Uh, originally, I was going to have Undisputed Era win this one because I originally thought that Imperium and Undisputed Era were going to have the rematch in the Dusty Classic, and then Imperium wins. But that being the case, that not happening. I'll be go. I'm going to agree with Imperium that so many things that. Uh, especially over the Kings of the Rings, they already made their predictions. They said that Imperium is still kind of new, so they kind of need the big victory. My only case for Undisputed Era is that they really haven't had too many big-time wins as a group, except for that first War Games matchup. But other than that, there really hasn't been too many like eight-man tags that they've kind of been victorious about. But no, I, I agree. I think that the slow deterioration of Undisputed Era is coming. And Imperium is going to take the victory here. but So we go from that to the Royal Rumble. Probably one of the more interesting Royal Rumble cards. I say interesting in lack of a better term because I'm just looking at the first two matches and I'm already hating it. Alright, Royal Rumble. First matchup we have on here is Sheamus taking on Chad Gable. What a shorty G. I don't give a crap. I don't give two flying fucks. I'm calling him Chad Gable. I don't care if he wears that Space Jam, you know, Space Jam uniform all the way till the end of time. He's still Chad Gable to me, and he's still the bastard son of Kurt Angle. Damn it! That being said, I'm picking Sheamus. 
really good uh, made a really good point. One of them picked Chad Gable as a result of a disqualification. But Seamus, this is his first match back. He's going to be a dominant heel. He's a He's a bastard. Wait, no, that's not. I, I can't. I can't do Irish accents. <laughs> My name so, is Seamus, yeah. and I love to fight. No, that's Finley. Damn it. I'm an Finley Junior, and I wait. Hang on. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, current NG, current New Japan Tag Champion Finley Junior. By the way, Whew, what a world. Yeah, Seamus. <laughs> Uh, next matchup we have is a Falls Count Anywhere matchup featuring King Corbin and Roman Reigns. So many people want to pick Roman, but I'm picking King Corbin for this one. I think that they are going to definitely try to make Roman Reigns look weak going into the Rumble. Uh, that might set up for him having a Royal Rumble victory, but I do have something to say when we get into the men's Royal Rumble matchup here. But I'm going with King Corbin for this one because they've already had Roman Reigns beat... Uh, King Corbin at the last event, which was TLC, so it seems kind of fair just to have them, you know, even up the score. Not have a matchup after this. No, 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 no. Maybe there's some kind of interference where Roman does a different program. But, um, yeah, I think King Corbin picks up the victory here. Roman, this feud is ending. It's over. <sighs> and I know th- this will make him look strong going into the Rumble. But I still, oh my goodness, the Royal Rumble is way up in the air. I have many theories, but yeah, Roman is going to absolutely destroy him and finally end this feud. It's been going on since October. Mm. Uh, I like I like long term booking feuds, but this feud is shit. Just get, just give me Bobby Roode versus Roman Reigns, where Bobby Roode can be glorious again. And not be called Robert Rude because that's stupid. I'm just saying. Anyway, uh, SmackDown Women's Title matchup. We have Bailey defending against Lacey Evans. Do we pick? Uh, do we pick the pretty one or do we pick the nasty? That's the question. Um, Bretts, who have you got for this one? Bailey, just because of my theor- one of my theories about the Women's Royal Rumble. I swear to everything holy, if Lacey wins the women's title on Sunday, I am going to eat an insanely hot pepper. <laughs> we're, bringing, we're bringing back the Survivor Series punishment? <laughs> Not to that extent. Okay. A, because, okay. A, because we don't sell... Um, what, what, what was that challenge that we almost lost? <laughs> okay, Agent Cooper... F you, but thank you. <laughs> what a show I couldn't make. And Agent Coop, and you left. And H, we left the, in Agent, Agent M, Cooper's, F Cooper's hands. <laughs> Kelly, 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 Kelly. Oh. <laughs> wasabi? Yeah, I would yeah, sell like... wasabi at Value Mart. I have hot sauce. I have occasionally I have peppers so I'll have to do a different version of it wait hang on my local convenience store sells Packy's ghost pepper chips oh gosh problem, problem solved and I've been eyeballing them and the cashier knows that I'm a spice wuss <laughs> yeah, I'm, 
I'm, I'm, I'm t- I, I always shoot. I, I love shooting this shit with cashiers. Small towns, man. Right. Uh, <laughs> God. Okay, so Bailey, so, <laughs> Bailey, for the love of God. Okay, okay. So for the record, I do agree with you. It's going to be Bailey. Um, if Lacey Evans does win, uh, something I'm going to be doing during the Rumble event is I'm just going to take video footage of me and my friends uh, reacting to the uh, combatants. But if there's a point where Lacey Evans wins that matchup, I'm just going to take a selfie of me right by the TV, thumbs up, smiling, with Lacey Evans in the background celebrating, and just saying, Hey, Fretz! Better get those chips. <laughs> FaceTime me and I'll do it. <laughs> I'm buying them tomorrow when I'm on my morning walk. <sighs> the stakes have been raised for the Royal Rumble and I love it. Oh, man. Uh, let's go on to a happier time, okay? Uh, the Raw Women's Title matchup. Becky Lynch defending against Asuka in a rematch from last year. Oh, this is going to be a good matchup. I am enjoying I'm going to enjoy it. And for those that say that Becky can't work, that is a bunch of bullcrap. Uh, because I think that she can work. She just needs the right person to work with. That's just how it goes. Uh, with that being said, Becky Lynch is retaining. Yep. Enough said. Uh, next up, we have the U.S. title matchup. Andrade Cien Almas taking on Humberto Carrillo. I am predicting that Ricardo Rodriguez makes his return to WWE and makes an announcement at Subberto Carrillo. <laughs> oh my god, I would love that. I please WWE, if you, I don't, I don't ask for much. Let me have that. Let me have Ricardo Rodriguez come back, introducing Humberto Carrillo like that way, and I'll be happy. I will say that that's the event of the year if that happens. Uh, with that being said. Who have you got for this match? Andrade. And if if that guy comes back, you're eating the hot shit. <laughs> Deal. Because um, I know that's never going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I do agree. Andrade is going to pick up the victory. They're, they're going to have him hold the title at least till Mania is from what a lot of people are speculating. Uh, but I do agree. I think that there's going to be somebody else that's going to take the belt off of him. Honestly, I'd be okay with Aleister Black, just because that'd be amazing. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for yep. it. Oh boy, let's go into some kinky stuff. Universal Championship Strap Match: The Fiend defending against Daniel Bryan. Oh dear Lord, help us! This is going to be interesting, and we all know that strap matches and all this kind of shit is so much fun when it comes to this. And we have the Universal Title on the line, which I will admit I like the blue one better than the red one. But just, oh, mm, as long as we don't have the, the corner deal, I'm okay. As long as it's just literally them just wrestling with the whole strap deal and using the freaking, you know, thing as a weapon, I'm okay with that. Just no, no corner deal because we don't need that. Uh, the, the Fiend is retaining. He's not, it, that title's not going anywhere. Okay, that's, <laughs> yeah, the whole... Yeah, strap on. Oh, whoa, hang on. Nope. Wait. That was not what I said. <laughs> that is not what I was speculating. You brought I that was, up, my friend. <laughs> I was just doing that, uh, that day at uh, Bray Wyatt. It's like, oh, you and him got it on. Uh, oh, my yeah, God. Right, right, right. 
Bray Wyatt's retaining, and I love. There's a there's still like some people are saying that you know the fiend is already getting stale. I think it's just begun because we had a, we had a deal where. Um, Rambling Rabbit came up on the screen, and he's just like, "Oh, Daniel, Daniel, I know how to beat the fiend. You got a." So, snitches get way, stitches. My, my theory is the red has to do with the red light. Ah oh, man, I, you're probably right. I'm just very interested in seeing what they do for this. I'm never going to get tired of the Firefly Funhouse, and honestly, I'm not tired of the fiend really honestly i kind of want the fiend versus keith lee just because i want to see who has the spookier deal the fiend just coming out as his deal or just keith lee just popping up out of nowhere right behind the fiend i just want that now and and also there's a there's a bit well i I have a theory here allegedly we're getting a saudi show next month with with the fiend versus kane who else wrestled in red light or at least did stuff in the red light early in his career. Kane. Kane. I I actually, I did actually did forget about that. That's a good point. So that, that's going to be, if they do it, it's allegedly going to be an inferno match, which in an open air desert stadium, are you insane? Yeah. Like that is going to be, Hot with a capital T and a lowercase h, and maybe an uppercase O. It's, it's kind of like one of those stupid um, things I see on Facebook where they just like alternate that they where they just have this deal where they're trying to be like smart asses, and they have like the alternating you know lowercase uppercase lowercase uppercase deal. It's like who are you trying to impress here? Honestly, you're not impressing me. Don't impress me much. <laughs> And now I'm just imagining you with that, that Spongebob meme that they have there where he's just got his arm on his head and he's just looking down like, that don't impress me much. <laughs> oh, man. I need a life. Anyway, so we go into the Royal Rumble matches. We first will start with the Women's Royal Rumble match. All right, so here's what we're going to do for this. So we're going to go with uh, two, two predictions for this. We're going to have like a primary pick as well as a secondary pick. Now, honestly, it could be, like, one from Raw, one from SmackDown. It could be two from Raw. It could be two from SmackDown. It could be two from NXT, for all we care. Um, so, for this one, Fretz, who's kind of, like, your primary pick and who's kind of your uh, secondary pick for this one? Okay, my primary pick... Ooh. Charlotte. Really? Now, I think... Well, because, you know, her dad won it. You know, we just talked about this a week or two ago, 92. That is true. Um, Charlotte would have been a very young child at this point in time. I think she's like two or three years younger than me. Um, Adding to the Flair legacy, uh, I I had, there's, there's, there's two more. I have two more. Okay. Maybe three. Maybe three. Secondary pick, which I think would make a great storyline just because of how they've been interacting on SmackDown as of late and how this person made her return after SummerSlam, that being Sasha Banks. With a whole bunch of rumors and rumor and innuendo on the dirty dirt sheets about Sasha versus Bailey at WrestleMania, which uh, 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Please. Totally, totally fine And then that. also Shayna and Ronda. But if I can zero in, you know what? Uh, wrestling girls, although when I was interacting with you this week, um, I, I picked Charlotte. Sasha. Sasha's my pick now. All right. Uh, so for my primary pick, I've got Shayna, and my secondary pick is Sasha, because like you kind of said, the whole deal with Bailey and Sasha, it feels like it would make sense. Plus, I kind of would like to see Sasha do the deal with uh, Bailey, like Batista did to Triple H years ago, because I think that would be kind of funny. I think it would be amazing just <laughs> just her, her having the contract, she just... She, she throws it to the ground, and Bailey is just like, hey, we're going to have WrestleMania, we're going to be besties, we're gonna both going to have a title. And literally, Sasha just slowly looks at her with, like, a death glare. And then Bailey just realizes, oh, crap. <laughs> just gets wailed away by Sasha. Just, oh, man, it's just saying, saying to her, oh, I'm staying on SmackDown, and I'm going to be coming back for my championship, Bitch. Just literally drops the mic on her. That'd be amazing. Um, so I, I, we'll also go into this. Talk about some uh, surprise entrance for the Rumble. Uh, I already got my two because they're going to be a tag team. I'm predicting that we're going to see the return of Lay Cool as well as the Iconics. That's I want to fantasy book this. I want to see Lay Cool versus Iconics at WrestleMania. Also, Iconics need a better title reign than what they had. They deserve better. Just, oh, yes, Iconics. Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, underrated. I don't care what anybody says. I forgot they haven't been around in a while. Are they hurt, or is one of them hurt? Either that or WWE just doesn't know what to do with them. <sighs> okay. So I, I, I just wrote down one of my surprise entrances. It's also, I think, going to lead to their Hall of Fame induction, and that being Victoria. Ooh, that would be a good one. Uh, this is gonna. We're gonna have. I'm, I'm not gonna count NXT because NXT. Uh, well, they're they're gonna be involved in this match. You know, there's not enough women on Raw and SmackDown to thin the numbers. So oh, I yeah. think Victoria is gonna be your 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 legend, possibly Trish and Orlita again. Maybe I'm. Um, who else? I'm. I'm, I'm just. Getting back in my lexicon. Okay, Molina definitely won't be there. Nope. Uh, um, do uh, Not t- Taya. No, no. Please, God, no, not Taya. Um, <laughs> oh God, that would be horrible. I do not like her at all. Um, who else? Nope, they're dead. Molly Holly. Molly Holly comes back. I I I already kind of picked Molly. I'm just trying to think of, there, there are women from either the Attitude Era and, okay, screw it. I'm going full wacko here. Sable. Oh, my God. S- Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> if Sable came back, even for just like a brief deal, that would be amazing. I would totally be okay with that. And she would earn that payday. I'd be okay. I'd be fine with that. Uh, Alright, so we have the final deal, which is probably the main event. The Men's Royal Rumble matchup. Same deals. Um, primary pick for this one, I'm going with my boy Drew. 
I really think that he deserves to be in the main event of WrestleMania. And honestly, Drew McIntyre versus Braun versus not Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar sells money. It sells money. Another match that could sell money would be Braun Strowman. He wins the Royal Rumble. We see Braun Strowman versus The Fiend, and Braun Strowman is the only one who can know the weakness of The Fiend. He knows Bray Wyatt inside and out. It would make the most sense, in my opinion. But let's hear from you, Fretz. Who have you got for your uh, surprise entrance? Well, not surprise well, entrance. Your, 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 your primary and secondary winners. Before that, okay. now, we all know Brock Lesnar is number one. Oh, who's, number number, who's number two? Who do you think is number two? Otis. Just so that we can get, just so we can get that deal where he just looks at Brock and he just goes, "I'm coming," and Brock doesn't know what the fuck to do, so he just eliminates himself. <laughs> there is only one man I want to be as number two. Goldberg. Goldberg. No. <laughs> it is Gilbert. <laughs> I would literally die if that were to happen. I would I would fall to the ground in shock if that were to happen. I mean, I'd be excited to see somebody like Matt Riddle or you know somebody from like his past, like Kofi Kingston would be another really good one. The sky's the limit when it comes to this shit. But there's certain people that you would just literally be like near the point of death, and I think that if they put if they put him at number two against Brock Lesnar. I would call that one of the greatest Royal Rumbles of all time, if not the greatest. Just just that deal between Walter and Brock Lesnar. Just give it to me, WWE. Give us what we really want. Yes. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I would pay all the money to see Walter chop the chest off of Brock Lesnar and then chop what little hair is left on that Weasley head of Paul Heyman. <laughs> but number two is going to be someone like friggin' Heath Slater, or God, if it's if it's Cain Velasquez, uh, oh, I'm boy. I'm going to no. Okay, I've already said a thing. I'm going to do if Lacey Evans wins. If that's the case, then um, R.I.P. my insights, and I need a job. So no. <laughs> oh my gosh. You, if Lacey Evans wins, it's already going to be a situation where it's like, well, there goes my internal organs. Cain Velasquez enters in at number two. Give me the, give me the whole rack. Just give me the whole rack. I need this. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy some dip so it washes it down a little bit. And I have a little bit of beer left in the fridge. Do I have any milk? Uh, nope. Uh, I'm, I'm shopping, guys. <laughs> I'm working, but I'm working on I'll, I'll say, realistically... I think that that number two is actually going to be Matt Riddle. I mean, it makes the most sense, but we'll, we'll, we'll see come uh, come Rumble on Sunday. But oh yeah, we I think you still have to give your uh, predictions for that. Roman Reigns is my primary, secondary, and tertiary pick. He's the only person I think will win this match uh, because well. We've been seeing the 
writing on the wall. I think it's going to be the Fiend versus Roman. However, Which I if I, I'll pick someone from Raw. If I have to pick a Raw guy, it's um, Brock. Imagine if he wins the whole thing and suplexes 29 people. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> I would laugh so hard if every entrant came to the ring from 2 to 30 and they each get yeeted over the top rope. Oh my gosh. That would be a very interesting, interesting Royal Rumble deal. So, alright, as far as, like, surprise entrance, um, there's a part of me that would love to see Edge come back just for that one-time deal, but if I were to pick, like, somebody that I would see more likely to be a part of this, I would definitely say John Cena would be one that I could see popping out of nowhere. Um... And just for the hell of it, I will say, I'll say, I'll say Christian. I think that would also be another great nostalgic moment. Just hearing that music, having him come out, maybe giving on prettier to Brock Lesnar just because reasons and because I hate Brock. That'd be great. I'd be okay with that. Ooh. Well, let's let, let let's see here. Who do we think is going to be a surprise entrant? No fucking way. That's <laughs> I was about to say, dude, you've been you've been fucking with me all throughout this show. Don't you play my feelings with that, man. You know how I feel about CM Punk. If no, for, okay, a, um, I'm going to miss the first little bit of both shows. So for the weekend, I am blackout social media. I am muting our chat so it doesn't pop up on my home screen on my phone. So I see nothing. If Punk actually comes back. Um, okay, we are going to be having a dual funeral for Kate and me because we will both keel over. I will probably get arrested for um, public nuisance, loud noises past a certain time, uh, nudity, and public drunkenness all on my front lawn at the same time. If, if that happens. However, realistically, uh, Goldberg is one of my picks. Uh, let's just say Brock Lesnar yeets everyone out of the ring. Uh, next person, it's like Heath Slater. Next person, it's like, I don't know, Elias. Elias sings a song. Guitar in the face, he's gone. And then Goldberg. But from NXT, I think that in this match, one man from NXT is going to have an amazing showing. And that man's name is the new North American champion, Keith Lee. I will say this, that it will start feeling like if you're the North American champion, then you're basically guaranteed in the Royal Rumble. Because last year, they had Johnny Gargano in the Rumble, and he won the North American title, like, I want to say, it was the previous night against, against Ricochet. So, God, it's already hard to believe that that was already a year ago. And honestly, I would love more Johnny Gargano versus Ricochet. That's just me. Yeah. <sighs> That's just, just great times. 
All right, so those have been our predictions for the Royal Rumble as well as when worlds collide. And when we come back, we will be wrapping up the show with crazy random question as well as the game-changing moment of the week. And I think, we'll, yeah, we'll have a little bit of time. I'll talk about some of the social media aspects that happened this week because, all honesty, it was kind of crazy. Crazy to say the least. So stay tuned, guys. We will be right back. What's going on, guys? This is Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective Podcast. And you, yeah, you, are listening to the Game Changer Podcast on Wrestle Attic Radio. Let's face it, folks. I can be in some better shape, and this year, I'm going to make a commitment to it. My name is King Ricky Rose, General Manager of Wrestle Attic Radio, and I want you guys to join our Patreon and follow me and my fellow constituents on our journey into better mental, and more importantly, better physical health. Join us in our journey to get back into ring shape, where each episode we will tell you about our progress um, on the matter and what a ring shape really means to us so join patreon.com backslash wrestleatic radio click subscribe and just for five dollars a month you can follow our journey as we get back into ring shape now enjoy the rest of your show hey everyone it's the princess of pro wrestling so calmel you are listening to the game changer podcast sending lots of love from california Yep, she's indeed sending lots of love, and she will be a part of the Game Changer podcast for a special Valentine's Day edition of the Game Changer podcast. Definitely check that out, you guys. Once again, this is the Game Changer podcast. I'm Nate. This is Fretz. Definitely got to do these cheap plugs before we go any further than that. Check out the the at underscore Russell Twitter for Russell Attic Radio. Be sure to check out all of our friends at the Kings of the Rings podcast as well as the Young Lions Perspective. They are just absolutely phenomenal. Definitely check them out. And hey, check out some previous episodes that we've done. Also, if you have five bucks, feel free to throw it our way on Patreon where we have so much great content for you guys. You can always check us out on so many great podcasting formats. For the Game Changer Podcast, you can find us on Speaker.com as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, CastBox, Anchor, so many different places, you guys. We are very, very easy to find. You have nothing to worry about. All right, so last week we started a different segment that we called Game Changer of the Week. So basically last week I went into talking about the Royal Rumble matchup, talking about the historic significance that it's had. So for this week I am turning it over to Fretz. Fretz, what is the Game Changer moment, person, whatever the hell it is that you have come up with, what are we talking about this week? Okay, so my game changer of the week is a person. This person is not a professional wrestler. This person is the general manager of our network, King Ricky. I quit. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Love you, Ricky. so last night... Uh, or, or today, uh, he stealth-dropped his the first episode of uh, Ring Shape. Now, there is a few... I've, I've mentioned this before, here and there. Uh, there are some of us in the network who want to who want to get into shape. You know, myself included, yourself included, King Ricky. And what I like about Ring Shape is that it's not only going to focus on our... Uh, physical health, but as well as our mental health, and just uh, I'm not going to spoil it. If you want to know, I think it's 
episode one is free on the Patreon. Don't quote me on that, Ricky. Uh, come down on me if I am wrong. <laughs> you uh, just don't, you know, crown me or anything. Um, so, in, in his story, uh, listen to it yourself. It's it's really really good. Uh, it's really uh, I, I didn't know a lot of this honestly because he didn't really go into a lot of details about his life in Kings of the Rings or even in his um, uh, his blog. So th- this is a man who's definitely I think going to be spearheading this and helping helping inspire us and especially I th- it's really neat that he can put a psychological twist on it with him being a uh, a psychiatrist I, I, I think Psycho- oh, he, he's a psych major I, I, he, he works in therapy as far as I know so it's definitely someone who can t- put that spin on it which I really appreciate you know myself being well this is a sneak preview of, of my appearance coming up but you know I like him we were both you know the chubby ones in school easy targets whatever uh, and I like I love playing sports. Even though I, I was a chubby guy, I'm like, hey, I'm out there in gym class playing my heart out. Even though I know I suck, um, it actually got me a lot of admiration from my peers there too. So, as someone who is also try, trying trying to work on his his ring shape as well, uh, I, I got to give it to this week. I got to give it to Ricky. His story is, it's awesome. And you know what? I was listening to it last night at like one or two in the morning while I was doing squats and stretches and my ab roller at like two in the morning just because I couldn't sleep. I'm bored. Oh, hey, look, something came up on Patreon. I'm going to plug my headphones in and just go to town. I guess Ricky has that, uh, that way about people. Not only is his voice as smooth as velvet peanut butter and a and uh, sedative it's also smooth and it's also inspiring when he wants to be so King Ricky you are my game changer of the week your check is in the mail (laughs) sending the royalties to the royal man yeah in all honesty I cannot agree with you anymore when it comes to King Ricky he has been one of the guys who has really done his part well, he well he's the GM of you know Wrestling Radio for a reason. He has definitely been somebody who's been trying to help us get into the next chapter ever since we've lost you know Ant, since we've lost uh, Jeff Pomaccio, since we lost Mance, since we lost Fourth Wall. He's definitely been trying to help out. He's definitely been trying to make sure that you know we keep Wrestling Radio alive. And in honesty, I give him a lot of credit for that. Going out and finding new people to you know talk to, so that we can add more people to the show. To the lineup, just absolutely insane how much sleep he's probably losing because of that. But also, I gotta give him so much, so much respect because actually, this is kind. Of, this is actually a very true deal. So earlier this week, I actually had a conversation with him where he s- said to me that he appreciated the fact that I was providing a little more content for the network because obviously. I didn't really, it didn't really seem like I was doing that much because I was doing mainly the podcast, just focusing on that, focusing on this kind of deal. But then I just thought, you know what, i got to start getting more variety in here. So that's where I thought of, you know, this kind of segment as well as just the random question deal and also, you know, how I would write it. It's something that I've always loved doing is just giving my perspective 
on how I would create certain storylines, certain deals, whether it involves wrestling, whether it involves movies, just having fun with that. And, you know, it's really cool to... It's one of those things where I appreciate the fact that he appreciated me, if that makes sense at all. Um, but no, this is definitely a guy who definitely works hard, and he's providing so much to ensure that WrestleLadic Radio keeps going. So definitely, major shout-out, major credit goes to our general manager of WrestleLadic Radio, King Ricky. We love you, respect you, keep up the amazing work, and we will definitely ensure that WrestleLadic Radio is the place to be and the place to listen to. Uh, yep, you took the words out of my mouth, man. Totally. It's awesome. <laughs> Indeed. All right, so now we go on to the random question of the week. Mr. Fred's had his chance to ask a random question last week. So for this week, I have to think of a random question for Mr. Fred's to answer. Uh, and I'm actually going to give you guys a little bit of a preview because uh, next month is February and there is a certain holiday that happens around that time. So I'm going to get a little bit into the nitty-gritty when it comes to next month's questions where we're going to get a little bit more personal with some of these with these deals and going to give you guys a little bit more of the backstory of how much of ladies' man, Mr. Fretz, and I are. So definitely tune into that, a little preview of that. But let's get into the question here for uh, this month. So my question to you, Mr. Fretz, is if you were able to live anywhere in the world besides Canada, where would it be? Ooh, okay. So I can't pick... Okay, here's the thing. So I have to pick outside of my country. I can't say, hey... Uh, BC because of the mountains and the coast or Alberta <laughs> I, I can't, I, can't, I have to go outside of not only Ontario but Canada yes Ooh. now that is a toughie uh, I, you know I've always wanted to visit uh, the UK like you know I, I, I would, I'll say hmm, Manchester England just because you know it's a I, I heard it's a really nice town uh I like the Manchester United, so there's that. There's a lot of great wrestling out in Manchester, namely a lot of great UK indies. Uh, I know they don't get a lot of hockey out there, but uh, me being a hockey nerd, I will find I will find my way. Uh, it was funny. My, my brother visited the UK some years ago, and he went to a Belfast Giants game. Um, an Irish in an Irish hockey league brought me back a shirt that I don't have anymore. But yeah, I would I would say it would have to be somewhere in the UK. I'll, I'll just say England. All right. Yep. That's pretty cool. No, that's that is pretty cool. And you know what? If you were to move there, you would be living in the same jurisdictions as SoCal Val. So maybe there's a chance that you guys would run into each other. Hey, I'd like that. <laughs> hey, po- po- platonically, she's married. I'm not going to budge in on that. Dude, I've I've told I've told her I love her on the last sh- last show, so it's literally to that point where it's like you know, as long as we're not trying to do something creepy or something like that, she she is one of the coolest people in the world. So, uh, all right, so like like I said, if we had time, which we fortunately do, I wanted to talk a little bit about the social media uh, <laughs> craziness that happened for me this week, and honestly, it's always fun. It, it always is fun when you get like responses from people. Uh, from, from, you know, whether they're famous, whether they are just, you know, in the minor league, whatever they are, 
Uh, I will say this, that this was actually something that I really quite enjoyed from this week. Uh, I got the chance to get a lot of likes from Leva Bates, who is one of my favorite people of all time. And I do mean people. I'm not just saying wrestlers. I'm not just saying, you know, ladies. I'm saying she's one of my favorite people of all time. Uh, so one of the first things that came to mind when it came to this one was a recent tweet that I put out. I believe this was this morning. Yes, it was. Uh, so I basically talk about the match between the Inner Circle and Jurassic Express. It looked like Stunt pinned Jericho. Uh, fans argued that it was three, but upon closer inspection, Aubrey did only a two count. She is in the right, and she's continued to do an amazing job. Keep 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 it up uh, at Ref Aubrey, and I put hashtag Best Ref Ever. Aubrey Edwards replied to this, and she ha- and she had this to say. She said, "I came down hard, which created a noise, making people think that was one when it actually I didn't count until I was nearly down." It's an easy way to cause confusion, and I'm not happy about it, but it was a lesson learned for the next time. And I'll tell you this right now. This was really cool. So far, 52 people, including myself, have liked this comment that she's made. And, well, I've got like 15 likes from this deal. And there have been quite a few uh, responses for this deal. I'm going to try to pull them up here. Because, like I said, there was one interesting response that, nope, that's her That's her Twitter. That is not the deal. Although her Twitter does have the whole deal where she's holding Chris Jericho's arm up as the AEW World Champion, which is honestly still one of the best moments. Oh, geez, that was just amazing. Uh, but yeah, basically there was this dude who... Okay. Oh yeah, so it was a dude by the name of uh, Michael Faulkner at Darkstar7646. Basically, Michael says, you're not the first referee for that to happen. Often fans would be confused back in the territory days when a referee scrambling into position made enough noise that if the fans were paying attention, would sound like a count. An example, Augury, if I recall correctly, uh, Lawler slash heading for the AWA title in Memphis, the title change. Uh, Jackie Fargo, the special ref, made enough noise getting down there for the final fall that it did not, that it did sound like a fourth count. So, this is kind of funny that we're going back to like the AWA days. This is, I think, even before your time, Fred's, if I'm not mistaken. AWA. Now, I wasn't watching it back then, but later in life I would get things like ESPN Classic or insert other channel here. So I've seen a lot of AWA. Yeah. I've kind of gotten a chance to see some AWA, but nothing really, nothing really too, you know, Inclusive or something like that. Oh my gosh, this. Oof. Oh boy, this this was one that I uh, that I was literally pissed off. So there's this guy by the name of uh, Patronizer DSJ or DJS. Uh, for those of you that are looking for somebody to just you know, it's for somebody oh, like dear God, not him. Not yeah. who I think it is. And uh, this was in response to one of my friends, Maria, had, had this, where he makes a comment where he says, MGF got nothing on me. He would quiver at the sight of me. Uh, Alistair McKenzie. Uh, yes. At, at McKenzie, <laughs> McKenzie's, uh 93 says, and this, my friends, is why you should think before you tweet. My reply was, no, no, no. I want to see what MGF would say. Let him tear this into this thing. And there's a friend by the name of Jen uh, 
Car- Karma's Bitch 02? Oh my god, that's awesome. Uh, shout, out to, shout out to you, Jen. Uh, who says, I tagged him, LOL, and retweeted it, LOL. So we may, in fact, get an MJF response here, and I would love it. I I honestly would love it. But just, just this patronizer DJS is just somebody who just really finds a way to just push every single button, and it sucks. It just he he's just not the best person that you would want to really just even. <sighs> I was hoping we weren't going to have to talk about him. You, you know, this is a one-time ding. Hopefully, oh my gosh, that was just it was just dumb. Okay, so here's one that was actually a lot of fun for me. Um, I got the chance to talk about uh, so, something that a lot of people did not really exactly know about is the fact that somebody who kind of got me into uh, wrestling was Eugene. My tweet was, I've never done this before, but I want to send a special thank you to uh, Eugene Nick Dinsmore, uh, Eugene Dinsmore on Twitter. Uh, Eugene was definitely one of my favorites when I first started watching in 04. And he was always entertaining. Thank you so much for getting me into pro wrestling. Keep up the amazing work. He liked the tweet, and he would respond, Thank you, Sir Nathan. <laughs> to which I, got, which, which I respond to him, Anytime, my good sir. Also, can you appear on Raw one night to bring back musical chairs? I think that would boost the ratings as well as my interest in the show. And his response... His response was, Raw fears Eugene's musical chairs. Yes! <laughs> oh my god, that was, that was just great. I, I, I remember so many good things about the Eugene character. There's so many people that, of course, give it... A lot of little bit of a grief deal because of the fact that um, I, th- I think it's just one of those situations where, yes, he was playing like an autistic character, but at the same time, he definitely was somebody that a lot of people remembered fondly, not in a like negative way. So I like like I said, that wasn't really the thing that kind of drew me to him. It was just the fact that he was just such an entertaining character. He was so very likable. He kind of had that kind of deal where it was like you could kind of relate to some of the things that Eugene was doing, and it wasn't offensive. It wasn't anything crazy. And to be honest, I continued to love Eugene all the way until his release. It was great. Uh, did you have any uh, any any memories of Eugene, or do you even remember Eugene at that point? No, I remember Eugene. I, I I didn't I didn't like the gimmick that much. I mean, at the time I thought, oh, this is cute. And then uh, over the years, as uh, uh, those of you who don't know, I I did work and I still occasionally work at the store with uh, somebody with special needs. So the, the, the gimmick kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Uh, I don't know how tastefully it was done. It's just. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what's it. I love Nick Dinsmore. The guy's a, he's a great person, amazing accomplished wrestler, and then he just kind of got the short end of the stick with that gimmick. He didn't get to show a lot of his true wrestling acumen on the main roster. But I, I admire him for taking that ball and running with it. If there's one funny thing I got I got a shout out. It's um. It's from the Ruthless Aggression podcast, but it's the UK version this time. Okay. Or the R- RA era podcast, where, uh, what were their names? Uh, 
I think one of them saying Mike and the other one saying Big Sexy. That's all he's known as. <laughs> and, 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 and it's like they, they have a bit with Eugene when he had just debuted, and he ends up near Trish Stratus on the makeup chair. It's like, oh, sweetie, can, can I help? Can I help you? Is this like, oh, do you know me? And he just goes, son. I remember it's that. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like, hi, makeup lady. It's like, oh, what's my name? Do you remember me? And he says, Slut. I'm like, and Regal's like, oh, dreadfully sorry, Miss Stratus. That was not Regal. I'm going to get blocked by him for that. <laughs> like, dreadfully sorry, Miss Stratus. Like, I'm not doing accents. I'm just like, oh, dreadfully sorry. Move on. Oh, c- come on, Eugene. Uh, yeah. And, and then Eugene, when. Uh, this is more of a sad thing, but his feud with Kurt Angle when he stole Angle's medals, and then Angle just beat the absolute stuffing out of him at SummerSlam. Oh my gosh, I remember that match. Yikes! That was that was rough. That that was kind of hard to watch, but I mean, there was Christy Hemme who was dressed up as a sexy cheerleader, so that made it a little better. Meh. <laughs> you dick! <laughs> That's a woman of four children. Damn it! <laughs> Not then. Oh, that, that, okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's that's fair. That is fair. All right. So uh, last uh, tw- tweet for this week that I absolutely kind of loved, and tr- trust me, if you guys want to be a part of the conversation, you definitely know how to do that by using the hashtag Pro Talk Wrestling, especially during this weekend because it is Royal Rumble season, and we would love to read some stuff from you guys next week. Otherwise, we'll pick up some tweets and uh, use the hashtag ourselves. It's kind of like our version of Tip of the Crown, but you know, we're two pros. We talk wrestling. It's what we do. Uh, so this last tweet that I got the chance to interact with was started off with uh, uh, Miguel Contreras, uh, Miguel uh, Joto. He says, can we make this happen at TNA One Night Only Show in April? And it shows a picture of a side-by-side of Rosemary and Daphne. Uh, Rosemary retweeted it and, rep- and has the comment, Match or chaotic and violent alliance with this uh, kind of sinister like emoji. To which I replied, Is that a spoiler, Rosemary? She replies to me, Merely a thought. The future is veiled. There are multiple paths upon which to walk, and only one leads to this moment. I love Rosemary. <laughs> she just, it's just one of those moments where I just continue to just adore this woman. This demon, whatever you want to call her, she just continues to pique my interest. I always have good things when it comes to seeing her. I always love getting the chance to just talk to her. It's just absolutely great. This is I, any single time that I get a chance to just interact with her on Twitter. It's just magic. Uh, I just am thankful that she is not mad at me for the last. Twitter, I think it was the last, one of the last uh, Twitter exchanges we had, either last year or two years ago. I think it might have been last year. Uh, I might have talked about this before, but I'm gonna, but I'll, I'll share it again if it happens. So, I made this tweet about how if I were to marry Rosemary, that the only permission that I would need would be from the two two brothers, that being Abyss and Crazy Steve. Uh, Rosemary lit into me pretty well. I don't know exactly what the tweet was, and I think it's gonna be kind of tough for me to find it. But it was one of those situations where it's like, ooh, I'm just gonna put my foot in my mouth right now. I did apologize to her about the, com- about the comments, and I did say, say this was a, with all due respect, nothing 
like that. She did like it, and it's one of those things where it hasn't really been brought up ever again, so Rosemary, hopefully you, t- you don't remember that tweet. But, um, yeah, if this kind of brings up a violent memory, I do apologize, and I'm hoping that maybe I can make, make it up to you with, like, Oreo chocolate cookies, something like that, because I know how much you love chocolate. Maybe? I don't know. Uh, but then again, maybe me getting her the flower was one way of just being, like, just forgiving all past transgressions. Who knows at this point? But, yeah, those are my interactions for this week on Twitter. I always love sharing these deals because it's great to know that there are people out there that can still you know, interact with you and that will always just have fun or just, you know, give their side of the deal. Uh, I always love, you know, talk, talking to Aubrey. She's absolutely great. I think last week I actually said a, said a tweet to her. I was like, oh, hey, it's Aubrey. Hello, Aubrey. And she just gives me, like, an emoji of, like, four or five hands waving. So, to assume that was great. But, um, yeah, hopefully we get some more uh, Superstar Interactions next week. We'll bring some more of the Pro Talk Wrestling deals for next week. We'll also have a Rumble, as well as When Worlds Collide uh, review for next week. It's going to be absolutely crazy. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, looking f- I'm kind of actually starting to look forward to Rumble. There's a couple, like, bumps in the road where it's kind of like, I don't really think I'm going to like this, but Rumble matches are always fun until the very end. Then it's almost to the point where it's like, you either get excited or you get majorly pissed. I think this year I'm just going to enjoy it. You know, I, I was just looking through Twitter and I'm like, wait, the Rumble starts at 7 this year instead of 6? I get off work at 7.30. I live a two-minute walk from my store. Hopefully I won't miss much, but still... Just in case, your boy, Mr. Fritz, is going to be going black on social media and not live-tweeting the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And, and, I, and maybe because I can just... I, I, I could deal with staying off social for a weekend. You know, that's something that kind of occur, occurs to me, too, is that whenever I'm off social media watching a wrestling show, I'm enjoying it more than when I would be on social media hearing all this crap that they are talking about. But... Like I said, during the Rumble events, I'm actually going to try and do some recordings of like uh, of our thoughts on the like first re- like the entrance of the Rumble, just so that we can have those kind of videos. And I'll probably make a compilation, compilation, hopefully by like next week. We'll see. We'll see if I have the time for that. But yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an interesting show. It's gonna be a fun show. Rumbles are usually pretty fun, especially when you get the surprise entrance. And now with two Royal Rumble matches, that means twice the surprises. I'm also hoping that we get Lay Cool into this. I know, hey, we, we already are putting the Bellas in the, the Hall of Fame. Why can't we put Lay Cool in the Hall of Fame? I'm just saying. Just saying. I'm pulling a Hurricane Helms at this point. All right, so with that being said, we can wrap up this edition of the Game Changer Podcast. Fretz, why don't you do your cheap plugs? Yes, you can find me at the legendary JF on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I do take forever to reply to Instagram follows because I still don't know how to use Instagram after six years on the damn platform. <laughs> so forgive me if I take forever to reply to you. Uh, if you're not some kind of um, spam account, then if you're a spam account, I won't follow you. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I occasionally uh, do a little bit of uh podcasting on the side on my personal feed, Fretzelmania, that's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania, that's found 
everywhere podcasts can be heard. Uh, it's on Anchor. You can leave me a voicemail on Anchor. I just did a watch along of the Royal Rumble match from 2010, just because, hey, it's on YouTube. I'm bored. I couldn't sleep this particular night, so I put it on my computer, hit record on my phone, and just blather it on for for an hour. Uh, my 20 bell salutes do end up there because I use the Anchor app to record everything. So, not only is my 20 bell on the Patreon, it is on my other feed as well. But I'm working on some stuff that's going to be on the Patreon itself uh, eventually. But, and I don't do the blog anymore. I'm bringing, what I'm going to be doing is bringing some of my blog to the podcast. So mm-hmm. you'll hear reviews of random stuff in my how I should have booked, how the, you know, how WWE should have booked, like my rebooking stuff. Yeah. I'm, I might even put a few of those on, on it as well even on the Patreon. And, yeah, you'll find me, you'll also find me live-tweeting occasionally during Raw and during the Super Bowl. Go Chiefs. Please, please, please go Chiefs. I kind of wanted to see the Packers in the final, I'm not going to lie, but, uh, just... That was just a sad showing. I'm not going to lie. That, that was pathetic. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, trust me. As a, as a guy from Wisconsin who's also a Packer fan, that I'm disappointed for our for our side too. So, yeah. So hopefully we see maybe the Chiefs pick up the victory. Who knows? In all honesty, hey, it's a year without the Patriots in the Super Bowl, so everybody can be happy and shut the hell up. And I was the one guy that didn't vote unanimously for Derek Jeter. There will probably oh vote. snap! That is going to be a really good. Oh my gosh. There's Larry Walker, woo! Oh, man. So you can find me on Twitter at RealFNGame. I'm also on Instagram as well, but I don't really upload too much on my Instagram because, well, reasons. Uh, also, as I mentioned before, you guys, check us out on so many different podcasting formats. I will be definitely trying to do a little bit more pop culture stuff. I'll probably do it, like, monthly. Do some, like, pop culture deals, talk about movies and stuff like that. I'll start doing that hopefully next month so that way we can get to that because I definitely do want to do a prediction show for the Oscars that's going to be awesome um, but yeah like I said like I said before there's a show with me and SoCal Val next month on Valentine's Day that's also going to be the same time that the Love and War will be dropped on Patreon featuring King Ricky as well as Kate Murphy that's going to be awesome definitely check that out when it drops but be sure to check out our, our podcast first because ours is going to be very informative I'm just saying. I'm not throwing shade at King Ricky or Kate Murphy. They are amazing. I'm just saying you should check out our podcast first. Okay, maybe I'm showing a little, throwing a little shade. Uh, also, w- Willie, just shh. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> um, and I will definitely have a new rebooking set up for next month that you guys can definitely enjoy. Be sure to check out all the other great stuff on Patreon, and it's only five bucks, you guys. It's not much. We're not asking for an arm or a leg. We're just asking for a tip of the pinky. That's all we're asking for. Okay, maybe that got a little too graphic. We're just asking for a tip of the fingernail. There we go. That seems a little more kosher. Um, Yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Game Changer Podcast. Sorry for that weird ending. But we will talk to you guys next week. We to review Royal Rumble weekend as well as talk about so many other crazy things going on in the world of professional wrestling. We look to change the game one day at a time. And guys, 
We're going to leave you with the Cure promo for Wrestle Attic Radio. You guys will definitely enjoy it, and you'll definitely get a better understanding of what we aspire to do for Wrestle Attic Radio here. So thank you guys so much for Mr. Fretz. I've been Nate the Effing Great. Have a good night, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Just a tip. They say there are tons of wrestling podcasts out there, and you can definitely find one that fits you. Quite frankly, truer words have never been said. Be it as it may, please be aware that we here at WrestleAtic Radio are about to embark on a conscious effort to open the creative envelope, so to speak, in order to entertain you in a more contemporary and much more educated manner. Even though we call ourselves a wrestling podcast network, the keyword in that phrase is wrestling. Wrestling extends far beyond the confines of WWE and AEW, to name a few. Wrestling takes many forms, from the intergender moments going on in Impact Wrestling, to the nostalgia going on in NWA, to the creativity and the hard-hitting explosiveness that occurs over in New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can clearly see that wrestling is a place for everyone. We at WrestleAtic Radio feel that you, the wrestling podcast listener, are quite frankly sick and tired of getting your intelligence insulted. We also think that you're tired of a simplistic reasoning of WWE is way too mainstream and AEW is for the marks, just to name a few as an example. We know that you, the wrestling podcast listener, are tired of having your opinions made fun of and ridiculed on big social media platforms like Twitter and Reddit. Surely, the idea, reasoning, and lack of logic behind statements such as, this sucks and I don't like it because I said so, is definitely passe. Therefore, we here at WrestleAtic Radio have embarked on a far more innovative and contemporary creative campaign that is far more invigorating and extemporaneous than ever before. You see, we are responsible wrestling podcasters that work hard to bring you the outrageous, wacky, and wonderful world known as wrestling. Wrestling is for everyone, no matter what race, creed, gender, sexuality, and anything else that you identify as. Wrestling, if done correctly, is a unifying bond where we can all celebrate and collectively suspend our disbelief, if only for a moment in time, for the sake of enjoying ourselves and the enjoyment of everyone around us. This does not mean that we will always agree. Quite frankly, disagreement is a positive thing. It gives us an avenue and an outlet to learn about someone else's perspective, which might in turn challenge us to rethink our own. As divisive as our community can be at times, we have the power to make a positive change, and we here at Wrestle Addict Radio look forward to becoming the leaders in that change. If this is your first time listening to us, then welcome to a positive wrestling community. If you have listened to us before, then thank you for your continued support. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is King Ricky Rose, your general manager of Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast.